and gentlemen, Mr. Bob Dylan. Hello, loyal patrons of Jokerman Podcast. Coming to you today with a slightly off-the-wall episode here. Recently, we made a uh, made a connection with uh, an interesting character on Twitter. And, uh, you know, circumstances conspired, things fell into place, and, well, this conversation is the result. We just couldn't help ourselves. Felt like we needed to do the duty of talking to the man and bringing you all out there his wit and wisdom and whatever else you're about to hear. Without any further ado, the one and only A.J. Weberman. Like the shirt you got there. Does that, that say garbology on it? Yes, it says garbology. So that, that was a term that you coined yourself, right? Yeah, I coined it. Can you define it for us? Uh, well, it's uh, searching through famous people's garbage right. for derogatory information on them, primarily. Derogatory Spying. information, it's, specifically. It's, it's a, you know, it's a violation of people's privacy. It's a horrible <laughs> thing to do. <laughs> well, but let know. me tell you, Dylan was happy that it was me doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, he told me he thought it was somebody who was trying to clock his movements and kidnap his kids. Okay, so, he's, so, the, it, so it they wasn't set up a camera. Threatening necessarily. Yeah, they set up a camera and they saw it was me and they were relieved. Well, that's uh, if someone has to be digging through your trash, it, it's good that it, uh, it that it's you instead of a more sinister kind of presence. <laughs> uh, for everyone out there joining us, uh, the, this is welcome to Jokerman Podcast, a podcast about Bob Dylan. I'm Ian. I'm Evan. I'm Ev- He's Evan. Uh, and today, you may already be able to tell, we are joined by world-famous uh, garbologist, Dylanologist, the one and only A.J. Weberman. How Welcome to the show. Welcome to AJ. the show. That's me. Welcome to the stew. Is, a- is, it a- is A.J. okay with you? Yeah, Mr. AJ, Weberman, yeah, Mr. Mr. Weberman, you know, whatever you want to call me, except you Al. Al. That's what Bob used to call me all the time. He used to call you Al. Yeah, like I owned a luncheonette, like Al's luncheonette. He was minimizing my uh, existence. Well, you know, when you're Bob you Dylan, were... everyone's existence is pretty minimal. What uh, What have you been listening to recently? You been listening to any Bob recently? Yeah, I've been listening to Bob. What? Uh, any Any particular records, tracks, or anything? Uh the new one. The new one. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Of the new one? What What are your thoughts? It's some of the. You know, like uh, Key West philosophy is very hard to uh, 
translate translate yeah trans right. so so in terms of like understanding the message that's being put across in the song you mean the subcontent this got it okay so you think so so like on key west for instance you think that there is a specific message that he's there always is there always is interesting always. so every single song there's always a message absolutely huh. well, what do you say to people who who would well, argue message, with you on that message point? is in the right word like um, like a message song uh you know it's, it's a different thing that's more uh of kind of a political song with a message in it, like, mm -hmm. you know, sure. But hurricane uh, or, or something like that. Subcontent is it. what it is. Of course, Bob Dylan is America's greatest poet, without a doubt. Without a doubt. No question. Who's second you know, best? Who's the second best American poet? Springsteen, I guess. Yeah, Springsteen's pretty good. Then Paul Simon. He's oh, you're a Paul good. Simon guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Evan, Evan likes Paul Simon. I'm, I do. I've never really gotten into Paul Simon. Yeah, Ian's agnostic on Paul Simon, yeah. and uh, you, you must have been thrilled when they played together in 1999. That was a, a big uh, event for the Bob slash Paul uh, crowd. Yeah, that was when Paul Simon threatened to sue me. What Paul, What happened Paul Simon there? Threatened to sue you? Yeah, yeah. Because I had was it another trash situation? Or no, no. He had some. Uh, Broadway play about a uh, Puerto Rican guy that came to New York and got into a fight with uh, the Cape Man, it was called. And got started a gang and got into a fight with an Irish gang. This sounds like a West Side and Story. He made, he made the guy into a hero. So uh, I objected to that. Play didn't last for long. But Closed. so how, how did that one lead? of the biggest losers on Broadway. How did that lead to him threatening to sue you? I had a website. I see. And I had pictures of him that uh, were copywritten. And, uh -huh. uh, you copywritten. know, so he used that as an excuse because he couldn't. Uh, he, he didn't like your. Uh, he didn't say, you know, shut down. Webman up. I don't like his, what he's saying. No. So, uh, so you had were a lot, pretty, of, a lot of run-ins with a lot of folks in the past. An early adopter of the internet where you were making websites back then? Yeah, I was. Have you ever been on? Um, I learned to write HTML. Oh wow! By by using uh, view source. Sure. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, Have you ever you been know. on expecting rain? Uh no. No, no. That's that's kind of the long time Bob. Uh, We're Bob expecting it now in New York City. Is it is it going to rain back there? Yeah, it's going to. They forecast a big storm coming. No. What happens in New York in the winter? Storm clouds are raging all around my door. There you go. I think to myself, I won't take it anymore. <laughs> Takes a woman like your kind to bring out the man in the me. man in me. What he's saying is, storm song. clouds are raging all around my door. Uh -huh. You know, I'm going through his garbage, bringing crowds of people there during his birthday party. Mm -hmm. I think to myself, I won't take it anymore. Either he's going to go and have me offed. Or he's going to stop taking heroin. Takes a woman like your kind. Takes a scumbag like A.J. Webman to bring out the devil in me. Wow. You know. Okay, so so The Man in Me, that's a great example. So, so great song. Love that song. So you think that that song has like a particular message to you individually? Yeah, I'm afraid Specifically so. is addressed to you secretly. Yeah, well, it's about, what was, no, it's about what's going on in Dylan's life. Mm-hmm. It's all about what's, you know, 
he paints with words what he sees around him. Got it. Like, uh, you know, uh, lights flicker from the opposite loft. In this room, the heat pipes just cough. Sure. Visions of dream. You have to, you have to live, you have to live through that era to know that Gertie's folk folk city was located in a loft on Green Street. Mm -hmm. So lights flicker from the opposite loft. There is possibility of hope he might be discovered at Gerd City, Gertie City, but in this room the heat pipe just cough. But in the gaslight, which is located in the basement mm-hmm. on McDougal Street, mm-hmm. uh, there's there seems to be very little hope of him succeeding. Well, turns out turns out that he did uh, did succeed quite a bit. He did succeed. He was determined to succeed. Were you were you running around in that scene back there? Yeah, I was. The, I was in the peripheral the of that scene? folk scene. But yep. my parents sent me to Michigan State University, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But some folk folkniks at Michigan State came over to me and said, hey, there's this uh, folk singer in Greenwich Village that uh, looks someone like you. And looks I said, like, looks like me. Well, you know. The hair. Oh, when you had that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I said, oh, who's this dude? Bob Dylan. So I got his first album, CL 1776. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, I was hooked immediately. So, you know. Well. Everyone, uh, you know, you hear those first couple records, and everyone's going to get hooked uh, pretty easily. That's some that's some good stuff. Do you have a favorite uh, favorite Bob record of all time? Uh, I guess like uh, "Bring It All Back Home." Oh hell yeah, that's that's my favorite too. You know the, the way you go from the electric to the acoustic. It's all over now, Baby Blue. What what do you see in Baby Blue? In, in Cuba. There, it, it's about Cuba. Cuba. Leave your stepping stones behind. There's something that calls for you. Okay. Cuba was a stepping stone to commune. It was widely described in the press as a stepping stone for communism to invade the United States. Interesting. Uh, all your reindeer armies, they're going home. Your Russian uh, armies are reindeer after Russian the Cuban. armies. Right. I say. You know that that's a, a pretty decent explanation of a pretty confounding lyric. Uh, Strike I, another match or start anew. Ghosts cause trouble in another place. Well, but another thing, Dylan is one of America's greatest anti-communist poets. Anti-communist. I'm anti-communist. He, but he ran with a lot of the you know kind of lefty folkies back. I then. know he did. He did. As I went out one morning to breathe the air around Tom Paine, mm-hmm. Great song. Tom Paine uh, Emergency Civil Liberties Award Dinner, I saw the fairest damsel that ever did walk in chains, mm-hmm. the Communist Party. Workers of the world, throw off your chains. Arise. Sure. You know, she. I offered her my hand. She took me by the arm. I knew that very instant she meant to do me meant harm. To do me harm. And, you know, it, you know, it occurs to me that the, the Cuban flag has a blue on it. Man, really? There, really? There you go. It's all over now. Baby blue flag. <laughs> baby, the baby blue flag. Yeah. <laughs> it's is. too much, man. You uh, you tweeted at us the other day um, uh, on the note of communism. Uh, Joker Man, uh, in your estimation, is about the name of this pod, or the you know where the name of this podcast comes yes, from. Joker yes, Man. Course, you say this course. is about the USSR, right? Can you yes. can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, you know, rocks, Molotov cocktails behind every curtain. Okay. You know, uh, 
like the iron, not long the iron before curtain. the night. Yes, the iron curtain. Not long sure. before the night comes. Um, stepping full, in. Stepping in. No. Uh-huh. All right. And uh, you know, it's not really fair to take a line out of context. Sure. If you you know, I don't know if I can go onto another tab on this computer. It didn't work before, but mm. I could check the lyrics out and go over the entire song with you. But, sure. Yeah. Well, you, you know, know, that's that's. Do you think so? No, Joker man. Do you think the Joker man is an is a particular individual? Or is that sort of a Joker man danced to the Nightingale tune. So he's talking about himself. You'll, yes, you'll fly high by the light of the moon. Interesting. Oh, Joker man. Joker man. It's a shadowy world. Skies, Skies are slippery, gl- gray, slippery gray. gray. A woman just gave birth to a prince today and dressed him in, in scarlet. scarlet. Red, red. There you go. Yeah, you know, color so, of the communist uh, communist party. Right, all right, you might right. be onto something there. Yeah, I'm on. I figured it all out. Man. You know, you, you. Not seemed... all of it. I'm still figuring stuff out, and it's been almost half a century. Sure. You know, like Cinderella, she seems so easy. It takes one to know one. She cries. Uh, she smiles. Cinderella is someone who. Uh, it was very poor at first and manages to accumulate wealth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes one to know one. She smiles. It takes a communist to know another communist and puts her hands in her back pockets and puts her uh, the, the hand that she, she's dealt in her <coughs> back pockets, uh, small pockets of uh of party members, Betty Davis style, 1940 style. Uh-huh. And in comes Romeo, he's moaning. You belong to me, I believe. Uh-huh. Now that's the key because there's another song about communism. She belongs to me. You'll end up winding, sneak, you know, wind up kneeling, you know, peeking through a keyhole down upon your knees. knees. Yeah. You wind up a spy for the communist party. So, so, so are so she belongs see. to me. So, uh, in comes Romeo. He's moaning, You belong to me, I believe. Then uh-huh. someone says, You're in the wrong place, my friend. You better leave. Right. It's the speech he gave before that uh, emergency civil liberties union uh, dinner that they gave for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the only sound that's left. The only leftist sound that Dylan's going to make after that, after the ambulances go, after the destruction that he caused, <coughs> Cinderella sweeping up on Desolation, Desolation Row, Row, is Dylan had to apologize for what he did there. Right. So he's sweeping up the pieces on Desolation Row, on uh, the folk scene in the 1960s. 60s. That's what Desolation Row is. Interesting. So so you think that Bob is like, uh, what, he's like an ardent anti-communist. He's, uh, he he's, loves America. He loves America. At dawn, my lover comes to me and tells me of her dreams. Mm-hmm. At dawn, his uh, truth comes to him and tells me of her aspirations. The Bill of Rights, with no attempt to shovel a glimpse into the ditch of what each one means. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the beauty of this giving freedom to America. Right. You know, it's it's inexpressible. At times, I think there are no words. I get emotional when I repeat this. I, these, I get emotional but, with it, too. You know, but these, to tell what's true, I, I think there are no words. 
other than the Bill of Rights to say what's real, what's mm. true. Mm -hmm. And there are no truths outside the gates of the Eden. Gates of Eden. And there are no Bill of Rights outside the borders of America. Well, you know, you know there are there are different constitutions yeah, in different countries yeah, and stuff, but there right, is only one Bill like of Rights. America. Yeah, not you know. like America. Different strokes. We've got a folks. lot of freedom here, and believe me, I've exercised it. Right. That's it. Actually, brings me to a question I had for you. So, in, in your younger days, like you know, obviously when when uh, when you got got start started getting into it with Bob and when you were running around with Lennon and stuff, yeah, um, yeah. It, it seemed like you were kind of on the left, you know, kind of the, the left side of the political spectrum. Now, maybe, maybe you, you've drifted a little further back in the opposite direction, you know, maybe maybe towards the right. Can you kind of explain that, explain that, that journey for us or, or what happened there? Uh, well, you know, I, let's see, where did it start? It, well, it started with Biden's, uh, uh, 1994 uh, criminal uh, code is his criminal the crime, bill, the crime, the crime, the crime bill, bill, the crime uh -huh, bill. Uh -huh. And because of that, I ended up in prison. I you ended, ended up, up in, in prison? Yeah, I was in prison. Wow. For what? You if know, you don't mind me asking. I was in prison for uh, selling over a ton of marijuana in ounces. Wow. <laughs> I what ran the biggest... Uh, marijuana delivery service in Manhattan. Wow, times have changed since then. Yeah, it's legal now. Yeah. So, right. so, so something like that. So, personal experience with the law kind of shifted you from. Yeah, the could, left you, could you could you dig right. up Dylan's late latest thing? Uh, uh, Night Rider or Black Rider? Black Rider, yeah, Black Rider, Black Rider. Yeah. Do you know the lyrics or? Uh, I know some of them. Yeah, size of your cock will get you nowhere. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah, I know. I don't know where that comes in, but. Ah, <laughs> uh, Black Rider official Dylan site. You visited this site many times. Yeah, me too. Black Rider, Black Rider, you've been living too hard. Hard time, right? As when you in a maximum security prison, mm -hmm. you do hard time. Mm -hmm. You've been up all night. Stay on your guard. Mm -hmm. Guard, CO, correction officer. Okay. The path that you're walking is too narrow to walk. The catwalks that go around the cells. Sure. Every step of the way is another some stumbling block. Stumbling block, yeah. Block, cell block. Cell block. The road that you're on, the road that you know, it's not the same as it was a minute ago. Right. One minute I'm living at 240 Central Park South, you know, in St. Exuberate's old apartment overlooking the park. And the next thing you know, <laughs> in a cell at MDC in Brooklyn. Boy. So you got popped. Your life changes immediately. Black Rider, Black Rider, you've seen it all. You've seen the great, you've seen the small. Mm -hmm. You fell into the fire, you're eating the flame. Uh, they seized a million dollars for me in Luxembourg. I, I had a bank account because I couldn't open one in Chase Manhattan because the money sure. was illegal. Better seal up your lips if you want to stay in the game. Better not rat anybody out if when you get out of the joint, you want to still deal pot. Luckily, I didn't have to rat anybody out. That's good. I'm glad. you know. Black rider, all dressed in black. I'm walking away. Don't try and make me look back. My heart is at rest. I'd like to keep it that way. I don't want to fight, at least not today. Right. Go home to your wife. Stop visiting mine. One of these days, I'll forget to be kind. Forget to be kind. You know, I took uh, one of my girlfriends, who was a reporter for AP, 
mm-hmm. you know, to Dylan's trash, even though I, after the Bangladesh concert, mm-hmm. I promised to, uh, knock that off. The habit. So, uh, you know, so then Sarah came out and she saw me going through her trash, you know, and, uh, like, you know, I says, she says, she started screaming at me. And I said, well, if this is so valuable to you, why don't you not throw it out? You know, and she's a very tough lady. Her father owned a, Novitsky owned a junkyard and he was shot in a holdup at the, what was alleged to be a holdup at the junkyard. This is Sarah, this is Sarah's Sarah, Dylan's Sarah Dylan's father. father. Novitsky. Okay. That's her real name. Not Sarah Lowndes. Not Lowndes. No, that was some married name to a photographer. Oh, I didn't realize that. And, you know, she was a tough cookie. Whenever I did something, Dylan would say, you better not do that. She's going to hit me when I get home. She's going to hit me. So so Black Rider, you know, so know, I what you're saying, have, is a song. When I saw Sarah Dylan, I should have run in the opposite direction. Sure. You don't pick on people's wives. There you go. It makes you a punk. You know, that's what it makes you, you know? So at that afternoon, that afternoon, he came around and caught me on the left la- on Elizabeth Street, the laughter down on Elizabeth Street. And he he used the sidewalk as a lethal weapon. He didn't just get on top of me and start punching away. Oh no. He had to grab me by my hair and my ears and bang my head against the asphalt or whatever it is, the sidewalk. You know, thank God that a bunch of hippies, you know, came over and pulled him off. Mm-hmm. Were you okay after that? Yeah, I was okay. Yeah. But this, these, then these bums came over to me, you know, because it was the Bowery, and sure. they said, "Did he get much money?" They oh, thought, like, like they he, was he, was, he was rolling and drunk. <laughs> I said, "No, man, that's Bob Dylan. He's got millions of dollars. He doesn't have to come down to the Bowery and roll hippies." Uh. So then I says, hmm, oh, when I got up, he took my free Bob Dylan button off and threw it on the ground, you know. Sure. So then I said, what just went down? You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this guy. So I went to the corner of Elizabeth and uh, Houston, and he was on his bicycle, and he was riding in the street. And I said, I'm going to. I'm going to take one of these bottles and I'm going to throw it at him and knock him off the bike. And he's going to get run over in traffic. And that's going to be the end of Bob Dylan. Oh boy. Then I said, nah, thank goodness that I can't do this. I can't do this. I'm glad you you didn't. I can't, I would have probably missed anyway, but I was pretty good at throwing bottles at the time. Sure. In fact, I was going to, I was on my way to Madison, Wisconsin to engage in a riot on Mifflin street. And you've been more, you've so. been all over. Yeah, I have. This episode of Jokerman Podcast is presented by DistroKid. Over a million artists rely on DistroKid to distribute their music and get it into all of the places it needs to go. Your Spotify's, your Apple Music's, your YouTube's, your TikToks, your titles, your Instagrams, and any other streaming service of note. DistroKid makes music distribution fun and easy with unlimited uploads and artists keeping 100%, that's right, 100, all of them, folks, of their royalties and earnings. 
DistroKid comes with tons of great features, including Mixia, which allows DistroKid users to put the finishing touches on their tracks in just minutes, getting a customizable and polished end result that anyone can feel confident in before sharing it with the world. The DistroKid app is available now on iOS and Android. So go to the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store to download it today. What so, um, what would you say, like, so, uh, you know, obviously you've kind of devoted your life to the study of Bob and, you know, to, to other artists as well. What would you say, like, the goal of all of this has been for you? Uh, the goal was to understand the subcontent of Dylan's poetry. That's why mm-hmm. I did the concordance. Right. You know, which was yeah, that was a big book that you put big, out. Big, big. I never what, put 15, out 15, 20 years ago? Yeah, it was like a... Uh, a a computer readout with every word in paper, you know, a big right. computer readout with every word in Dylan's poetry in alphabetical order along with a line of context. Sure. And so do you think like doing that? Not like didn't help me. So I know you wrote a book on the, the JFK assassination. I did. And obviously we know Bob has just recently put out a very long song about that same subject. Just wondering what 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 the take is. Is that is that another kind of coded message at you? Does Bob have no, some sort of insight into me. what actually happened at the JFK assassination? Is he just riffing and playing music and having a good time? What's, I don't know. what's going I was, on there? When that came out, I was uh, in uh, Lenox Hill Hospital dying of COVID, basically. Oh, no. They, yeah, like, they, that was they like the a, beginning of the pandemic. Away. They took me away in an ambulance uh-huh. and uh, had a beat on my chest to bring me back to life. Jesus. So you, so you were one of the first people to actually kind of get it there, I got back it. in March. My wife worked. Uh, she's a teacher in the uh, Bronx. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a cluster of cases in her school. Jeez. So I, I'm sorry she, to hear that. she got a mild case, but I haven't smoked pot since age 13 or something. Sure. My lungs were weak and I. I got the I got it full blown. I'm sorry to hear that. But, but I survived. Seems like you're doing okay now. Yeah, I'm doing all right. So, in other words, murder must foul. You know, you haven't haven't gotten around to, no, to getting through know, that one yet. Also, another thing was that uh, you know when Dylan was in his Christian period, his uh, minister was Michael Canfield, who was my co-author of uh, Coup d'État in America. Mm-hmm. That's the book and, about the JFK assassination. Yes, that's a book about the Kennedy assassination. Yeah. So, Can, what what is your what is your take on the t- Kennedy assassination? It was the CIA, basically. It was Howard Hunt, Frank Sturgis, and uh, this guy named uh, Christ, David Christ. Mm-hmm. And and they assassinated and, him because uh, they were all in the CIA. They all had connections with the Bay of Pigs, and Kennedy pulled out the air power at the last minute. <laughs> and, so revenge, uh, revenge on Kennedy for not fully yes. committing to the Bay of Pigs assassination. And that led to the Cuban Missile Crisis, right? which almost blew us all to smithereens at the height of the Cold War. Right. It led to the Berlin Wall. It led to a whole bunch of other things. So a bad, a bad thing. weakness. A bad, a bad historical event. Well, let me words. tell you something. When Dylan gave his speech... Uh, criticizing Kennedy at the American at the uh, Emergency Civil Liberties Union, uh-huh. uh, the secret the FBI turned uh, turned a partial transcript over to the Secret Service 
to see if Dylan was threatening Kennedy's life. Jeez. I have that document. Did did they turn it? Did it did it turn out to be true that he was? No, he wasn't. He was. You know? Yeah, I didn't. didn't they he didn't seem like a anyway. particularly violent type. Although I guess with his interaction with you, that uh, yeah, that he was, was pretty violent. Pretty violent <laughs> in that case. What? Yeah, um, well, I had it coming. I, so on, on our podcast here, we're big fans of kind of like the middle period of Bob's career and even the later days. So just wondering if you have some takes on some of these uh, records that are some of our favorites here. Uh, have you listened to Shot of Love much? Yeah, I listen to it. What do you think? Uh, I'm not sure some of the uh, poems that were on it. Uh, Lenny Bruce. Oh, that was a good one. That's a good one. It's about Lenny yeah, Bruce. Lenny Bruce. Yeah. Trouble. Every Grain of Sand. That's a, that's an all-time classic. Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful song. Trouble, yeah, that's on there. <laughs> Trouble. <laughs> I like that song, Joey. Jo- you like Joey. Yeah, Let's hear we were just talking about Joey. Joey. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know why? Because why? Uh, we had a group called the Progressive Bible Readers, where we'd read the Bible with bongo drums. Like in the beginning, uh-huh. I created heaven and earth. I told Dylan about it. He got a big kick out of it. And he did. You know, God gave names to all the animals in the beginning. Man gave names yeah. to all. Anyway, the animals. man gave names to all the animals. I'm sorry, and. Uh, you know, we had conga drums and bongos that made a lot of noise. So it was me and this guy, Neil Gallo. So we he was my best friend in high school. Neil so Gallo? We, yeah. Related so we to need, Joey? Yeah, yeah, his nephew. So we needed wow. a place to rehearse, you know, where they wouldn't call a cops for a sound complaint. So we went over to the Gallo's, Mary Gallo's uh, home in Brooklyn. And <clears throat> we did our rehearsals there. And nobody ever called the cops uh-huh. and complained about the noise we were making. That's good. And she was like a grandmother to me. She fed me. She told me stories. Hey, when Joey was a kid, the monkey grinder, he used to come around and he'd give a Joey money. I'm saying, why should a monkey organ grinder give Joey money? He was shaking down the monkey, the organ grinder. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he was shaking down the monkey for his bananas. You know, but, you know, my both my grandmothers had passed and, you know, she was she was very nice to me and I loved her. And, you know, so I really appreciate that Joey song. It's a, it's an interesting song. We were just talking about that the other day. We did an episode on the Desire record. Uh, it's sort of a weird uh, sort of a weird song on that album because it's a so weird long, choice. Yeah. Weird choice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Great. It's great. Uh, the the uh, the the uh, time uh, out of mind. That's when Dylan. That's a good one. That You know. Knocked out, loaded. That's when he first realized he had HIV. Pardon and me. Then, what, what, it, you know the disease of conceit. It's a disease the doctors can't cure. Well, that's on no mercy. Comes around, you know, and uh, the poor guy. You know, I when I, you know, I was passing some basically a house of ill repute when I was walking down from my house to uh, World Trade Center for dinner. And, uh, you know, it suddenly came to me, holy cow, you know, the guy, the guy got HIV AIDS and I started to cry right there in the middle of Times Square. Why, why what uh, made you realize or uh, believe that that? Well, happened? the first was the disease of conceit. You know, so, so you think that's a literal disease? It's not, it's not him being sort of metaphorical. No, one about- second. 
there's a whole lot of people suffering tonight from the disease of conceit. Yeah. A whole lot of people struggling from the disease that comes right out of the highway, straight down the line, rips into your senses through your body and mind. Yeah. There's nothing sweet about the disease of conceit. There's a whole lot of people dying tonight from the disease of conceit. It conceit, was horrible, the, man. The, the, it was that... horrible. It was a holocaust for the gays. So I had a lot of gay pot customers. Yeah, for sure. You know, it was and a I, terrible... I gave them free pot. But but you know? what if you, you contracted you... if you contracted AIDS? Wait a minute. There's a fireboat spurting water in the right outside the window here. Are you on the? Are you like on the river? Yeah, I'm on the East there? River. You're yeah. on the East River. Oh, so I never you, saw that before. You and Evan are right across the river from each. Evan's in uh, Brooklyn there. That's right. I'm in the. I'm across the river from Queens. Across. Oh, so I'm you're at Ninety Fourth and First. Ninety Fourth. All right. So yeah. lifelong, lifelong New Yorker. Yeah, except when I had to go to Israel for a while because the feds thought I was using the money for popular <laughs> to put you out contracts. To, you went to on Israel the, on Nazis. Yeah, what, I lived in Israel what about for Nazis? a year. <laughs> the Fed thought I was using the money I made from pot dealing yeah. to put out contracts on Nazi war criminals living in the United States. And the really? Feds wanted to protect Nazis from you? Uh, that was also a matter of my not having paid taxes for many, many oh, years. Oh, well, that, that, that could have something <laughs> to do with it. You know, Several like, things uh, happening at once here. So <laughs> I, I split. I split to Israel. Why Israel? Uh... There was no law against tax evasion there, so they couldn't be extradited. Okay, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> I didn't know that. Are you are you a man of the Jewish faith? I'm an I'm an atheist. Atheist. Well, were you were you born? Were, are you? Yeah, I was born, born into a religious family. That's one of the ways I got idea from garbology. Uh-huh. Like my father was religious, and my mother was uh, secular. Uh-huh. You know, so. My father would, my mother sometimes bought non kosher food. My father would go through the trash and look at the ingredients to see if she was cheating on it. Jeez. So, man, keeping you know, kosher was, seems hard. You know, but then the other one was the Lord Buckley thing where Jonah and the whale, when he says, there's something that's inside now and now it's outside. So I reached into that garbage can and pulled out an unfinished letter. Johnny Cash. That was the was that. And the, I said, "This is a gold mine." Well, uh, I, what was the most exciting discovery you found uh, in uh, the garbage? The most exciting discovery. What was the most interesting thing you ever uh, got out of out of your uh, your studies? In, uh, yeah, in, an uh, unfinished poem. Wow. Type, type, type. Hey, you know that's uh, that's pretty good. Do you have it? Do you ever yeah, do. keep it? I do. Can we can we read hear some of it? Yeah, I gotta get up and get it. That's the problem. Hang on, that, one second. No problem. Go for it. It's just it's a very small excerpt. Sure. Well, I, we'd love to hear it anyway. No, I'm, a, I'm afraid I can't find it right now. It's something like round and round and round we go, something like that. Got it. You know, I, ha- I have it. I had it the other day, but I put all the remaining trash in a uh, a book, like uh, in uh, you know plastic. That's right. 
I can't really find it. Do you, uh, a couple other questions about a couple more records. Just a few, just a few type lines, that's all. That's fair. Do you, uh, we're, we're big fans of the Sinatra records, you know, like Shadows in the Night, Fallen Angels, Triplicate. Yeah, yeah. You listen, you listen to those much? Uh, on occasion. On occasion. What do you think of them? Uh, well, you know, he t- he'll picks, he has such a wide repertoire of, of uh, song lyrics that he, <coughs> he can pick songs that, although it's written by someone else, apply to his life and his career. Bob does. Yes. Right. Like, uh, Autumn take, take me for what I am or let me go. Mm. You know, you've been trying to change me, you know, like this and that, and someone I used to be. Right. Why try to change me know. now? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, that's why I missed the, the uh, like, uh, Self-Portrait has a lot of those songs on there. We love Self-Portrait. Yeah. I, Got a I Paul Simon cover on there, The Boxer. Yeah. I didn't like it at first. I said it was used to induce vomiting in case of accidental poisoning in wow. free clinics. That's a pretty tough take. <laughs> but, you know. Little, you know, I, there's I've songs about to... Little Sadie, Wigwam. Yeah. Belle Isle. Those are good right. ones. It's good stuff. Good. It's good music. It's good music. It is. It is. So there's really nothing I did. No album I dislike. No album you like. No, right, so I down like in the groove, all. under the red sky. You're into this. Under kind the of red stuff. sky is about Israel. And the, and really? The yeah. Okay. So hang. So so we know Neighborhood Bully is about Israel. How from, is yeah. Under Infidels, the Red yeah. from Infidels the song? How how is Under the Red Sky about Israel? Can you can you explain that? Yeah, I have to go. This are you talking specifically about the song Under the Red Sky? Oh, Bacon? the whole album. The whole album is it's a whole concept album about Israel. Okay. Let's try this one. Wiggle, so Wiggle Wiggle is about Israel. One second. Unbelievable <laughs> official video. Yeah. TV talking song. TV talking song. Yeah. yeah. Two by it's, two. Cats in the well. The cat is Jewish. Uh no, it's like no, poisoning yeah. the well. <laughs> yeah. It's unbelievable, strange, but true. It's inconceivable if it happened to you. You go north and you go south. You know what Israel is like. Just like bait in uh, fish's mouth. You must be living in the shadow of an uh, evil star. Uh, there must be a curse on you. It's unbelievable what they'd have to think. They said it was the land of milk and honey. Now they say it's the land of money. Whoever thought they could ever make that stick, the Uzi and the Galileo, the weapon. It's unbelievable you can, you can get this quick. So this is all about Israel. Yeah, you know, at first I thought it was about uh, the Holocaust, how much gas can they inhale? But my wife was, uh, at that time, before she became a teacher, she was, uh, you know, chief secretary of the uh, Filipino uh, mission to the United Nations. Mm -hmm. And one of the subcommittees she was on was Israeli uh, crimes against Palestinians. Right. You know, so she told me, hey, it's not about the Nazis. It's about the Intifada. And this said, wow, the song, you're the right, song Unbelievable right. is. You know, wiggle. Let's see. Wiggle, wiggle. Wiggle, wiggle. Let's, yeah. What's, what's that Let about? Let me see that. Wiggle, 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 like a 
what is a bowl, bowl of soup, right? Yeah, that's one of them. One second. Soup, matzo ball soup. No, I don't know about that. <laughs> no, that, that's a type of soup. <laughs> All dressed in green is the green is the uh, uh, IDF costume. That's okay. true. Your boots and shoes. Got a point you got there. To lose. Wiggle, wiggle to the rear, right out of here. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a tough one. That's a tough one. Vomit fire. Yeah, it is a tough one. Let's see. Unbelievable. What are what are the songs are on there? Born in time. Born in time. God knows. There's God, God knows. That there you go. God knows it's a struggle. God knows it's a crime. God knows it's going to be no more water, but fire next time. Mm-hmm. This is a, from the Palestinian point of view. God don't call it treason. God don't call it wrong. It's supposed to last a season, but it's so strong for so long. Mm-hmm. God so, knows it's, you know, I know it's terrifying. God sees it all unfold. There's a million reasons you'd be crying. You've been so bold and so cold. So we're saying it's like a pro-Palestine song as opposed yes. to pro Yes. So Bob has gone, kind of gone back and forth. Sometimes he's on the yeah, Israeli side of the conflict. Forth. Sometimes he's on the Palestine side of the conflict. Yeah, neighborhood bully is pretty obvious. We that, know that. Yeah, you know, that's a pretty clear know. one. Yeah. We, we all got so, that one decoded. Uh, geez, but all right. a lot of people got this. Woody Allen got this solution with uh, Israel. Uh, Do you Are you a fan of Woody Allen and his work? Uh, yeah, I I am in a sense, but I not as a person. But I got Why his not? garbage. Why not? As, you, you went, went to Woody Allen's garbage? Woody Allen's I got garbage. his garbage. Incredible. Do you find anything in there? <laughs> First anything draft of Rifkin's Festival. Yeah. Not some candle holders. No, the, that's impossible, um, Ian, because the first draft of Rifkin's Festival is the only draft. Not, nothing, just just nothing really significant. Nothing great. Okay. No, not no, any no. hot stuff. Some uh, placemats. Mm. Okay, so that's not, so a couple nice things for like the kitchen. Yeah. You, you keep I took my dog. I took my dog along, and uh, I think they photographed it for the Ballad of AJ Weberman. All right, that movie. So you're you're not a fan of Woody because of his as a person yeah. for for the controversies that we the alleged child here. molestation. But you feel that Dylan is a he's racist. a genius. Woody is a genius. It, but if Dylan is he a is. racist, do you do you condemn? Do you really believe that he is a racist? And that if so, then how do you square that with your admiration of of him as a as a person? Or do you not really appreciate Dylan as a person, but you respect him as a poet? Uh, where do you, how do you feel about Dylan as a person? He's entitled to, you know, first of all, he has a picture of Trump hanging on the, uh, new, uh, CD, right? You see that? Does he? Yeah. Take a look. I haven't seen that. What, what CD? Uh, rough and rowdy ways. Yeah. Rough is- and, uh, rough trade and, and rowdy ways. Uh huh. So I got to get a little dig in there, you know. Yeah, that's good. So, uh, yeah, that's that looks like Trump hanging on the on the. Uh, I know there's a picture CD. of JFK on there. I got the record. There's a picture of JFK, but I haven't seen I haven't seen old Don. He's got a pretty unmistakable kind of face. Um, I think we're we're gonna have to wrap up here in a second because I know we're okay, getting cool. close to the end. Do you uh, do you have any final thoughts? takes comments any anything to leave uh to leave the folks with here yeah anything that you want to share to to the great uh wide world of dylan fans 
Yeah, every, the Dylan fans will hate me. You know, I'm the anti-Dylan. You know, but the fact of the matter is, I saved his career, and he told me that. He said, "You know, Al, until you came along, the records they were just sitting on the shelves, man. You know, but your all your shenanigans, you know, they're starting to move again. You know, going through his garbage, having a birthday party, playing stuff backwards, hidden pictures on John Wesley Harding. I revived his career. You know, so, so he owes you." He well, I guess, but <laughs> uh, but you know, uh, I told him. I said, "Hey, man, I got to figure out a way to reverse that." <laughs> so you know, still working uh, on it. There wouldn't be a Bob Dylan. You wouldn't. I wouldn't be talking to you guys now mm-hmm. if uh, he would have faded away into Phil Oaks and. Uh, you know, Gordon Lightfoot and all of those dudes, the folk singers that were around mm-hmm. at the time. If not for you, you're saying. If not for me. If not for you. If not for you. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. Thanks a lot for having me on. Thank you and very much. I'm going to go and sell some marijuana and catch you guys later. There you have it. The one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, A.J. Weberman, only on Jokerman. If not for you, babe, I couldn't find the door, couldn't even see the floor, I'd be sad and blue, if not for you. For you, maybe I'd lay awake all night, wait for the morning light to shine in through, but it would not be new.